On this episode of American Reef, we're heading back out to Mike Paletta's. We're going to see how his testing has come along on his quest to find the ultimate reef tank lighting. So for those of you who haven't seen the previous videos on this series so far, let me kind of set the stage for you. Basically back in the 2013 holiday shopping season, uh, Mike was doing some shopping at Bulk Reef Supply and one of the items that he kept on kind of going back to uh, were the, uh, the LED lighting. And uh, remember back on that 75 gallon tank, he pulled those LED lights off because he thought he couldn't grow the A-cans very well with them. And then he realized that it was actually those little Astrea stars that were causing him issues. Well. You know, again, uh, one thing leads to another, and now Mike's got basically some metal halides and a whole boatload of Ecotech radions. And um, basically, you know, what his goal was is really to come up with some kind of ultimate reef tank lighting package, meaning he spoke to, you know, some well-known hobbyists who know a little bit more about lighting, you know, in this industry. And, um, and, and his goal was to kind of take uh, all of their kind of recommendations and kind of smash them together to see if he can come up with this, you know, utopian kind of lighting package. Um, and so what that meant basically was taking the, you know, the 400 watt uh, metal halide kind of that he's got on his system today and replacing them with a 250 watt uh, 65k-ish Kelvin. We'll have to go back and check the videos out for the exact Kelvin on them. But again, a more yellower light because he wanted to do that to kind of supplement growth. And then from there, he added those radions um, with the goal of basically getting the coloration because there were some corals that he got his frags that haven't been growing that well uh, as well as the coloration wasn't there. So, you know, again, what he wants to do is see if ultimately he, he can kind of overcome some of the issues that he's seeing right now with his, you know, larger tank. Uh, you know, heat being one of them. Uh, price for him, it's not, you know, it comes into play. Um, meaning that he would rather take his money and buy another coral or another fish as opposed to paying the power company, etc. So though it is a nice to have, it's not a need to have, so to speak. Um, but his real goal in all this is to find, again, that utopian lighting. That will give him better coloration and better growth than what he's seen. So, you know, basically this series, right, or this video in this series is the next step of that, meaning we showed in the previous videos, you know, his, his, his thought process of why he's choosing these lights, uh, who he spoke to, that kind of fun stuff, um, and then basically setting them up, right, you know, how he's got them set up and configured. And so now it's like four to six months later, so we're seeing, hey, what, thing, what do things look like? Is he happy with them? Is he not happy with them? Um, is he seeing the growth, the coloration? You know, that kind of thing. So it's kind of a, a living, breathing kind of series where we can grow with Mike as he's growing. <laughs> 
before we head on over to Mike's, just a reminder, if you're watching these videos via YouTube or you're new to American Reef, I've got well over 250-ish kind of videos over on AmericanReef.com as well as the iTunes Store. Um, the way I have them organized, I have three separate feeds. One feed is called Reef Tutor, which is just that teaches you how to keep uh, a reef tank marine tank. Um, in that video series, uh, basically we'll go behind the scenes in stores, see how they do their service accounts, uh, as well as go over the husbandry techniques of various corals, fish, and all that fun stuff. Again, the idea is it's a, it's a great source for learning how to keep a reef tank. Uh, second one is product, right? In other words, product showcases another video series, which the idea behind there is basically when your local fish store doesn't have uh, certain products, you can go there to watch certain videos on products so you can get an up close and personal look at them. Again, all video based, so you can kind of get a closer, more personal feel of the products themselves. It's almost kind of being there to touch it, so to speak. Um, and then Third, basically advanced query series. Uh, so we'll basically speak to people who are well known in the hobby, like the Mike Palettas of the world, et cetera. People who, who basically um, we can learn from, right? And we get their take on how they keep, keep excuse me, successful reef tanks. So again, when you go to AmericanReef.com or you go to iTunes, those three categories show up, right? If you're in iTunes, just search for saltwater and you'll see the American Reef videos come up. Uh, if you're at AmericanReef.com, you'll see basically the three buttons at the bottom. You can press either one to get to those video sections. Uh, as well, if you need, uh, again, one of the best fish foods on the planet as it relates to marine and corals, again, American Reef's HPD, you can get that at AmericanReef.com as well. So again, let's go see Mike and let's see how this experiment's coming along. Okay, Mr. Paletta, what are we doing today? Today we're doing an update on, after four months of running the uh, Radeon Pro LED lights, how the tank is done, what I like about them, what I don't like about them, everything that I've seen over the past three or four months of using them, and basically how the tank is done with them. Right before Thanksgiving, we put the LED lights on. I converted the tank over from metal halide. Uh, there's been a lot of positive things about it. A couple things I'm not that crazy about, but for the most part, I'm very happy with the Radeon Pros and what they've done with the tank. First thing I was worried about is, is everything going to die? <laughs> Obviously, that was not the case. Right. The second thing, how good are things going to thrive? Some things have done extraordinarily well. The uh, Xenia hasn't grown all over the tank, but it's nice and big and healthy. The Aphilias, needless to say, have filled in very nicely, have kept their color, have kept their health. And for the most part, most of the SPS corals have maintained their health. Mm -hmm. uh, now, to be honest, I have had some problems, not with the lighting, but with the tank itself, which I'm going to talk about later in terms of nutrients and pests, and I've been battling those, so I haven't seen quite the rate of growth that I would have liked, but it hasn't been deleterious. The main thing I'm looking for in this tank is more color than rapid growth. I'm not looking to frag everything in this tank. I'm looking to grow nice big colonies over time that have the vibrant colors, which is what we want in a reef tank. So in, in that context, the Radeon Pros have done a phenomenal job of bringing out the real coloration in things. I was going to say, before you get a, take a step back for those people that maybe didn't see the first video. Uh, then they're missing the boat. They have to watch the first <laughs> video to understand. It's all the puzzle. You have to watch the pieces come together. Okay, so this end of the puzzle, what do you, what, how many lights, what are they? What do you got? Okay, we have six Radeon Pros on the tank now. And that's one of the things that I'm also going to address is initially I was running them with supplements from metal halide lights. That is, I was running three 250-watt Iwasaki 6500K, say that fast three times, to really bump up the growth. But I was seeing a moderate amount of growth, but what I was seeing is the increase in temperature 
and the same kind of problems I'd always had with metal halides. That is, they heated the water up a couple, three degrees every day. Uh, the interesting thing, though, was running the 6500Ks, I had a, a friend here who went diving with me in Fiji, and when we put these bulbs on, it looked exactly like the reefs in Fiji. It was that yellowish white light where the colors were pretty much washed out of the corals. You could see a, a little hint of color, but you didn't see what you see typically running under the bluer tanks. And I, I'm a person that likes the blue tank rather than the yellow tank. Right. There's some people like the yellow tank for the rapid growth. I like the blue tank for the coloration. Right. So initially I was running the metal halides for approximately three hours per day. Per day. After a couple months, I wanted to see if I could cut it down to two hours a day. I did that for six weeks, didn't see any really bad effects. I then ran it down to just an hour a day for a month, still didn't see any bad effects. And now for the last 10 days, I've turned off the metal halides completely. And so now, again, what was your rationale for reducing? Just because you wanted to reduce it? Or? I wanted to see if there would be any kind of bad effect of that happening. I wanted to see if I would get same or similar growth mm -hmm. and I also wanted to see if I would not get the change in the tanks which we all know the one thing we want to have in a reef tank is stability right. I was still getting some instability from temperature and evaporation the nice thing though about switching all this over there's been a, well, the biggest thing well actually the two biggest things is I don't see the change in temperature in a tank per day the tank used to change three to four degrees per day with running five fans on it a big exhaust fan in the corner I can't run a chiller in here because I don't really have any place to exhaust it. So the tank was heating up three to four degrees every day. The humidity in this room is running about 65%. And the room temperature, or ambient room temperature, even the winter, when it's around 68, 70 degrees in the rest of the house, it was running up around 81 degrees. Right. So needless to say, that wasn't good for a lot of the house. Now the tank, uh, the room temperature in this tank is now 77 degrees. The tank temperature is 76.5 and over the course of the day it goes up to 77 degrees. So I'm getting half a degree versus four degrees. I'm also only evaporating about a gallon to a gallon and a half of water per day. I used to evaporate four to five gallons per day. So needless to say, I don't have the humidity problems in the house anymore. I don't have the humidity in this room where that fan is going on all the time. And the best thing of all, I'm saving a lot of electricity. I'm saving right now in the winter time about $80 per month in electric uh, in electricity. And that's compared to your 400 watts you were using before? When I was running the 400 watts, I was spending $80 a month more on heating the tank in the winter time. Now in the summertime, I'm assuming it's going to be even greater because I'm not going to have to over air condition this room to the upstairs staying warmer while I'm trying to keep this place even cooler. So I'm expecting to save $100 to $120 per month in the summertime. So as I say, that's two months. That's or three months. That's I can buy on Earl's Rast. So that's how I look at it. What is everything going to cost me in terms of buying more corals, which obviously I need because this tank is pretty bare of corals, or more fish? And fortunately, I haven't added a whole lot of more fish, particularly any big fish. But the overall effect of this has been very good. The main things that I've seen though in terms of uh, coloration is the blues and the greens have been very, very vibrant in this tank. I mean, they really stand out. Uh, the interesting thing, I don't know if it shows up real well, is I have this uh, blue coral here that is a, a blue acropper of some kind. And I say of some kind because it came in as a frag on a, a piece of rock. Mm -hmm. And it has grown and encrusted, but it has not put out any branches. But it is the bluest coral in this tank. It is even bluer than the Oregon tort down here. Mm -hmm. And when I say bluer, it's a much deeper midnight blue. 
you don't know what kind of coral? I have no idea because it came in as a frag on a rock about two years ago. It has grown and encrusted. It's basically the size of my fist right now. It is a deep midnight blue, but it hasn't produced any branches, so I can't really tell right. what it is. Right. It's right. just a ball of a cropra. <laughs> so obviously this is one that encrusts down before it starts to put out branches. Once it puts out branches, there's obviously a lot of people that want frags of it, because from my point of view, it's the bluest. It's yeah. far bluer than the quote-unquote paletta blue, or the blue tort, or right behind it is actually the Palmer's millipora. It's even bluer than that. Yeah. So in that regard, it's the bluest coral I've ever had. So it's kind of interesting. You still every now and then get a wild colony or a wild piece of rock that has something encrusting on it, and every now and then you grow something cool out of it. So, so you're saying with the LEDs though, that blue is even deeper and darker blue than you had under the metal halide? Yeah, it's, it's gotten darker. It was, it was very blue under the metal halides. It's even now a more vivid, darker midnight blue is the yeah. only word to describe it. It's a, a deep midnight blue, sure. which hopefully comes across in the video. Sure. Uh, the other nice thing is the pinks in the corals have really shown up. The pink in the Stilophora and the Postalopora. The Postalopora in the back of the tank is actually a piece I brought back from Fiji 10 years ago. And I, I brought it back specifically because it was a raspberry pink in the wild. And over time it had faded to where it was that sort of beige pink. It's now back to that raspberry pink color. Right. You can't really get a good shot of it because the colony in front of it more or less covers it. Right. And when you have a tank that's three feet front to back, you lose some of the things in the back. And whenever I put it in, the acropora in the front was about this high to it. Well, now the acropora is going right. in front of it, so you can't really see it. But it is have gotten much brighter, vivid pinks. And that was the one thing that I did lose with the radiums, is I lost the, the 20K radiums, is that you did lose the pink coloration. Now. Currently, I'm running this under. That's the one other nice. One of the other nice aspects of these Radeon Pros is you can program them for rapid growth, for however you want, or what I have picked is for maximum coloration. Because as I said, I'm not trying to grow these to frag everything. I'm trying to grow them nice and slow with maximum coloration. So in that regard, I'm trying their program to get the maximum coloration on the corals. And for the most part, I have to agree. And as I said, I'm a, a, a blue tank fan. I know Sanjay likes the old 6500K with a couple of actinics, kind of the yellowish blue, right. you know, the 10,000K. I'm more of a 20,000K guy. Right. So just from that context. The other nice aspect is at night when this goes off and it's just the blues and the midnight blue uh, LEDs, right. it does produce the colors in the chalices and in everything that's the vivid, glowing uh, luminescence sure. that you want. I mean, that's the whole reason we went to LEDs in the first place, realistically, before all these real nice fixtures came out, like these Radeon Pros, we were running the strips instead of the actinics, because we did get that luminescence within the sure. corals. Okay, so summarize then, four months into it, A, you like the, the stability of what's going on in your tank, and you also like the general coloration of the corals. I like the coloration of the corals, I like the health of the corals. Uh, the only thing I haven't gotten used to is, Every now and then these corals or these lights will suddenly shift colors and move around and then come back to the coloration that they are. And I haven't quite figured that out. I've looked online. I'm sure someone can uh, write in and tell me what's going on. But every now and then the lights will turn blue, then they'll go back to more daylight or they'll shift even bluer like night. I don't know if, if they're programmed to try and be not continuous like a, a typical metal halide is and to be more 
uh, respectful of how it is on a natural reef where you get cloud cover and everything right. else, right. which is what I'm assuming is happening. Right. But it, it kind of drives you nuts when you're trying to take a picture and you got it focused and suddenly it turns blue and you lose the whole effect of it. Right, right. And then uh, on that note, so you're saying from a technology standpoint, eh, you know, again, that's the piece you haven't figured out and you don't have the, the wireless connect thing going on. No, the only thing I do is I connect the, all you have to do is connect one lamp up to your computer, right. you go to Eco Smart Live. It has everything right there. It tells you everything. Uh, so I, you're not I'm hooking it up. So that's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm still a relatively simple guy, and hooking on to my computer and doing that real fast, bing bang boom, shows you everything right there. Uh, little controllers and stuff. I'm still, you know, I'm old school. That that using a computer to do this is, is new to me. Right. Using a little handheld thing to move it around. While that might be nice, it's something else I have to learn. So I'm trying to limit the new things I'm learning and, and stick with something that's simple and works. Right. And for those of us that, you know, if you have a PC you can, or a, a laptop, you can easily plug it in and you can check everything upstairs. You can, it's pretty simple to use. Right, so right. from that context. That's, the, that's your goal. That's what you have to master though is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. No, what I have to do is find out why it's doing it. And, you know, I'm sure someone will let me know now that I've let this known what's going sure. on. Because I'm sure other people have the same thing and go, okay, this is what the what you have to change. Sure. So it, I don't perceive that as being a big deal, but it's just something that it detracts yeah. from my overall enjoyment of this. Yeah. And now, okay, so let me interpret though, as far as the metal halides, you're finding that you don't necessarily need or want to run them, given the heat? I'm, particularly with summer coming up, uh -huh. and when it gets hot, like this past Sunday it was 80 degrees. Mm -hmm. It got up to uh, roughly eight, 79 degrees down here, where it usually stays between 76 and 77. So in the summertime, I'm assuming, even though I would run in for about two hours, it would still bring the heat up a little bit more. Right. I'm going to take those off, and what I'm going to do is move the LEDs back six inches from the front and move the LEDs that are in the back up six inches from the back. And in that way, I should be able to have maximum lighting throughout the entire tank. And so you're, you're going to eliminate the metal halides, period. The metal halides are going to be taken off the top, and I'm going to see how the tank does over the next four to six yeah. months. Yeah, because it, it, just as a reminder to sort of chop you off, this was your quest to find the ultimate lighting, so you're going to change, right? Right. I'm, I, I, right. This may be the ultimate lighting with just the LEDs. It may, I may go back to the metal halides. I don't know, because as most things with reef keeping, it's a work in progress all the time. There's nothing etched in stone, because if there was, everyone would be doing everything exactly the same way. I could give you the same five corals, same five fish in your tank would look exactly the same as mine. We all know every tank looks completely different, even if it has the same stuff in it. No two tanks are ever the same. Everyone has different ideas. This is just what I like. I mean, like this uh, Bonnie of uh, hammer corals, everybody likes it because it's colorful. The corals move around. It's sort of like the best of both worlds because it's surrounded by SPS corals that are bright and colorful. So yeah. everybody likes something different. I mean, some people don't like hammer corals. Some people like acans, like in my frag tank. So right. the only reason the acans aren't in there is because the Moorish Idol and the uh, Regal Angel clean them out in, in literally minutes. Really? Oh, yeah. That's one of their favorite foods I have found, <laughs> at least in this tank. So okay. Okay. As, as we know, any kind of angel is a risk except for probably the genocanthus. But the regal angel in here, the first thing he ate, he ate all the Magano anemones out of the tank. So we're going to talk about pests later on, but that's <laughs> one of the things that I have found between that and some of the other things that are in this tank. Very good. Okay, so let's take a break here, then we'll kind of talk part two.
Now, as one of the other things that I said when I'm looking for the ultimate lighting system is, I want to see how fast the growth is. Uh, the growth in this system has been somewhat below average from what I was used to. And that could be for a couple of reasons. One, it took six weeks to acclimate the, the tank to the lights. That's one of the nice things about this is there is an acclimation program built in. Uh, one of the things we tend to take for granted with these lights is you just throw the corals in and bing, bang, boom, they're fine. Realistically, these are much more focused lights than we're typically used to. And you notice that right away because when you ran the metal halides, the entire room was lit because the light is flashing everywhere. With the LEDs, the light is focused down. Whenever I first started experimenting with LEDs roughly five, six years ago, one of the things I found was this focused beam of light burned some corals, particularly uh, LPS corals, which is what I tested them on first. So what's nice about this program is it does have an acclimation program. So that took six weeks. So during that time, one of the other things that I started looking at a lot more aggressively was the phosphate levels and the nutrient levels in the tank, as well as some of the pests that were in the tank. Because I got uh, the new mesoscope and found out that I had somehow introduced uh, acroating flatworms. So between the flatworms and the high phosphate and the new lights, I didn't get the kind of rapid growth that I, I kind of expected. But now I've gotten the phosphates under control, I've gotten the flatworms more or less under control. You never really get them totally yeah. eliminated unless you take everything out. And so now I'm waiting to see if I get more rapid growth. So in, in that context, this first four months was getting the tank used to the lights, getting me used to the lights, getting all the problems that may inhibit growth eliminated, and now I think for the, over the next four to six months, I'll get a much better idea of what the growth rates are in here versus what they used to be with the metal halides. Now, I, I have roughly 20 years of running metal halides, so I have a fairly good knowledge, because in for those of you that have ever seen my 580-gallon tank, which is my tank before my 1,200-gallon tank, all the corals in there were grown from frags over the course of three years, and none of the colonies were smaller than this. So if I have that here, obviously I will be having lots of big frag cells because there's lots of <laughs> small corals in here, but that's what I want to see. And in that tank, I, I was much more uh, meticulous in yeah. keeping the phosphates and nitrates down, feeding the corals and things like that. And as with everything, as you get more experience, you also get more arrogant. And I will accept I've gotten more arrogant thinking, I just have to look at the tank, everything looks good, I don't have to measure or do anything. Uh, wrong. Right. I, I, you have to keep all the parameters the same and the only parameter now that I've changed is the lighting. So over the next four to six months I think I'll get a much better idea of whether the growth has increased, decreased, or stayed the same now that I have the parameters the same as they used to be in the 580. Okay, so to that point it sounds like a good point to cut it, right? Yes. And it's a stay tuned for, uh, we'll give it a maybe six months-ish? Four to six months. I mean, if I get real rapid growth, we'll do it in four months. If the growth is just a little bit above average, probably six months. Okay. And you're going to be doing some talking, right? Is there anything you want to talk to those Yeah, I'm uh, going to give, be giving three talks over the, the next four months. I'm talking at uh, Reefapalooza in Orlando at the end of April. I'm talking in, uh, out in Seattle, Washington in uh, July, and then I'm talking at MACNA, and the MACNA talk will be interesting because it's basically my version of the history of reef keeping over the past 30 years. So, so you can put those gray hairs to good use, right? I had full head of hair and it was brown when I had it when I started, so maybe it was this that let it out, but there's a lot of other factors. So I guess to that point, if you're there in the neighborhood, stop in. I'd love to see you. You're always welcome to come and talk to me and let me know what you think of these videos. Sounds good.
Say bye. Bye. <laughs>